Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pardon the Cold Takes. My name is Riley. My name is Dante. And we have been gone for, gosh, was Too it long. December? Was it early December or late November? Early December and then early and late January, by which I mean all of January. Well, yeah. And then early February and you know as when well. like the peak of American sports is, is actually that time it's right right there. exactly then, yeah. Right exactly then. So we have so much to catch up on today. And um, my voice sounds like this, but don't worry, I have some throat coat tea. Um, so it will it will probably just sound worse. I've also been teaching all day long. Um, but we figured the best way to do this was to compress it. So we're going to give ourselves three minutes uh, for each topic, and we'll just see. We'll, we'll see. We'll do we'll the best see. we can. We'll and I'll play a little bell that sounds like such. And that's how we will know that our time is up. And we need to wrap up pretty quickly. Yeah. We'll see. Fun experiment. Yeah. Well, this is Cold Takes. This is Cold Takes. Um, Item number one, college football playoffs. CFB. Wait, CFP. CFB. CFBP? CFBP. Um, here we go. Um, man, a lot happened. It's hard to remember all the way back there. Um, let's go from the top down. Georgia beats Alabama in the national championship. Yes, great game. Yes, actually one of the best national championships I have watched. I love low-scoring football. And if you looked at the scoreline, you'd say that's not really low-scoring football, of it, Riley. And you're right. Um, but for most of the game, it was um, just Big Ten football, really. But SEC, um, yeah, it was just great. And then, I'm trying to think what else, Michigan, Georgia beat Michigan, right? Georgia beat Michigan. And then Bama beat Cincy. Cincy put up a decent fight. Mm-hmm. Michigan, not so much. Um, but you know what? Michigan signed Jim Harwell back because they love almost, almost great. Almost great. Um, Georgia versus Michigan. Michigan didn't, Georgia kind of did what Georgia's been doing all year and ran all over people and, you know, beat them up. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati, I thought, put up a pretty decent fight for the team that I think was most questionable in the Final Four. Sure. A lot of people thought that Cincinnati didn't, you know, have the pedigree, didn't play mm-hmm. the teams, didn't have the performances, but there they were against Alabama playing. There. Just absolutely playing football and um, played them pretty well. Um, in the final game, I got to admit, I didn't think Stets had it in them. Especially after the first like drive or two, I thought that was game. I thought he was you know scared of the moment, couldn't handle it. Yeah, I was so very delighted to be wrong. Yeah, second half rolled around um, after a real low scoring first half. Game was like six to nine maybe. Yeah, and Georgia just blew it open. Pick six, huge passes, touchdowns. Yeah. Alabama fought. It was by yeah. no means easy, but they did the Alabama thing. Georgia finally caught up to the Alabama football program. Um another thing in that game, first of all, I'm not really a big Georgia fan, but I got so angry with all of the stets and haters. I kept hearing about it. I mean like severe ones, not just like unsure of him, because I think everybody's pretty unsure of him. Um <clears throat> but the thing is he got the team there. And people were asking, like, I literally had, I mean, these are high school students, but students in my class saying, like, they need to put, um, what's his name? 
JT Daniels. Yeah, then you put JT Daniels in. And I was like, for the national championship? <laughs> like, no. Alabama did that with Tua. They did it with Tua in the middle of the game, but also, I don't think JT Daniels is Tua. Um, but anyways, uh, that first, the first little bit for uh, Stetson was that fumble where he picked it back up was just like, I was texting my dad and I was like, he looks terrified. right? And I was like, rightly so. I would be as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, but really, right together. Should he come back for a senior season? No. No. He shouldn't, but he is. <laughs> Go out on top. You're not going to play yeah. in the NFL. But if you love football, then. I guess if you love football. I but, I man, what a thing for his legacy that would be to just go out on top. Sure we. All right. Topic number two. The best game of the NFL playoffs was. I was trying to think about this when I saw it earlier. Do you have one you're thinking of? I do have one I'm thinking of. Go on. To me, the best game of the NFL playoffs was the Bills versus the Chiefs. Mm. Mm. I, Hard. First of all, what a playoff for games. It was almost every game was entertaining. Almost every game almost was every entertaining. Game. It was crazy to have Even weekend the Super Bowl, after weekend. Which it normally is not. Yeah, no. Somehow. The Super Bowl came down to the wire. Yeah. And that's not even the most exciting game in my Mm-mm. opinion. Um so full disclosure, I wasn't watching most of the Bulls Chiefs Bills Chiefs game, <laughs> by by which I mean. Um I don't remember what I was doing. I was doing something else at the time, and then I logged in to watch the game like mid fourth quarter. High scoring game. And I think it was like twenty five seconds left. The Chiefs scored to yeah. go up by like four points. And I was like, twenty five seconds left, Chiefs up by four. That's a game. I'm done here. Closed my laptop. I was done. Went about my business. Yeah. And then I got a notification that the game went to overtime. And I was like, how did the Chiefs score four points specifically? And I opened my phone and I scrolled down a little bit. Um, so the Chiefs actually scored another touchdown after that, leaving 13 seconds on the clock. By which I mean the Bills, I believe. The Bills, yes. And yep, I think, I think that the, the Bills had more than just like 12 seconds. They had they had the ball with like a minute or something left. Okay. And then they went and scored and left the Chiefs thirteen seconds. Right. Yes. And then the Chiefs went and got a field goal. Which, by the it. way, I just I went and talked to Doctor Jalovic, who's from Buffalo, Bass Bills fan, and I was mm-hmm. like, "What happened?" And he was just like, "You can talk about overtime. We're not even to overtime yet. But talk about overtime. Talk about whatever. You can't let a team score with thirteen seconds. No, thirteen, 13 seconds. seconds. All you need to do is anything. We have been." Since I started talking, I think it's been longer than 13 seconds. And in that period of time, the Chiefs, the, the Chiefs scored. I mean, with timeouts and out-of-bounds things. Right, sure. But literally, a game-playing time, 13 seconds. All you need to do is anything. I don't even know if I can blink that fast. You, it takes you more than 13 <laughs> seconds to blink? It takes you more than 13 <laughs> seconds to blink, and yet you think you could beat prime Charles Barkley at a race? I can race my eyes closed. I don't know if that's true. Regardless, that game went to overtime, and in a hugely controversial move that has been happening for massive dozens of years, probably the NFL um, had the ceremonial coin toss. The coin was huge in these playoffs. Always is so big. Perhaps the most important aspect of the playoffs this Maybe year was the this coin. Year. Yeah. Maybe they did. Yeah. Maybe they got like a, a higher quality coin, but that coin chose the Chiefs to get the ball first, and the Chiefs did what the Chiefs do and scored a touchdown. 
and that was the game. And there was a lot of controversy controversy after the game about overtime rules and whether or not we should make it more college-like and give both teams a chance to score. Yeah. I think yes, because why would you not do that? Why would for you what not reasons? do that? Yeah, for what I, reason? I get it, and I get kind of the whole whatever that is time. Um, however, we're definitely going to keep going. I, we'll talk about overtime in a second. My favorite playoff game... Listen, I loved watching the Bengals. I really love watching the Bengals. I did like watching the Bills blow out the Pats. That was great. That was very nice. Um, Rams had some good games. LA, LA Tampa Bay was a good game. I think we were, we, were was. Both, we were both in different rooms watching it, screaming about that game. Yes, we were. Big reception by Cooper Cup to get him down the field, and then they got into into field goal range. Um, San Francisco, though, I did like that game just because I like to see the Packers hurt. I'm sorry, Tim and Natalie. All due respect. All due respect, of course. But I think the, the best Bengals win, um, I mean, the fact that they just came back from down 21-3 or 21-0 against the Chiefs um, in the championship, AFC championship to get in the Super Bowl. Okay, uh, surprise new topic, overtime in the NFL. We have to talk about it. We do have to talk about it. We got to. We got to talk about it, one might say. Do you think that it makes sense to go to college rules in the National Football League? I think it not only makes sense, but is necessary. Because mm. the fo- football, while a sport, while a game, is, is ultimately an entertainment business. Oh, for sure. The biggest. The biggest. Sub sports. What is more entertaining mm. than two high-powered offenses give, given a chance and put their backs against the wall given a chance to score in overtime. You're in the game, score is tied, and you give both chances, both teams a chance to go and score, and that forces a clutch situation onto both teams no matter what happens at any point. If the first team scores, first of all, the first team is in a clutch situation because if they score and the other team doesn't score, the pressure's on the defense of that first team. Mm. If they don't score, then the pressure's on the defense of that first yeah. team to prevent the second team from scoring. Yeah. If they score and the second team's offense gets a chance, now the pressure's on the offense. They have to score, the game is over. If they score, then the pressure's on their defense. They have to get a stop or the game is over. It is just an ever-ending spiral of, of just clutch. Tension, yeah. Just tension. and Tension, that is, anxiety, all the things. It's the exact kind of anxiety that we want. That it's why we watch the, the game. It's why we watch the game. For we don't anxiety. watch the game to like see the Chiefs score with 13 seconds left and then get the ball immediately. And then the, the, it's a shootout. Like The it's game just, is yeah. a shootout. And then you just give one team the gun for yeah. a shootout? Can't yeah. do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. That sounds like those aren't the rules of a duel. They never say that in Hamilton. I guess I they never, never say, say that's that one of the rules. I guess I never say that they need two 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 two, two guns. Two two tango. Um, I like. I mean, I love college overtime, but there's. I don't know. When NFL overtime, when they don't score on the first drive, it's good. <laughs> not. I. It's not good. They. They do need to come up with something else. I think. But when it comes down to it, as Doctor J said. You can't let the Chiefs score with 13 seconds left. That is racing. That's racing. Is that what you said? That it's racing? No. Oh, okay. That's, that's probably what uh, Emily's dad, Mr. Jeff, always says that's racing when something goes wrong, but it's like, that's how it is. 
I like that. Yeah. No, that's I've really... been saying it a lot. <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> that's racing. That's racing. That's how it is. And you know what? We, I feel like, are done with this conversation with 15 seconds left on the bell. What do you want to say in the next? Well, now it's 11 seconds. I think that this is all a scam put on by Bitcoin to put coins big, on television. Bitcoin or yeah. Bitcoin? Big coin. Okay. Bitcoin would do anything to get a coin off TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love how similar Bitcoin and Bitcoin, Bitcoin sound. Are. Oh, letters. Okay. Soup is the next topic. Topic number three, Super Bowl MVP. Oh, I must have read that wrong. Oh, yeah. No, close. It's not soup. No, yeah. soup is soup is for later. Soup is for later. So, Cooper Cup actually won Super Bowl MVP. Cup of... No, sorry, one. Cup of soup. Mm-hmm. Cup of coop, if you will. Oh, actually, <laughs> Actually won Super Bowl MVP. Um, but in your opinion, did he deserve it? Yes, it was one of those Super Bowls where it just depended who won the game, and probably their best receiver was going to win it. A lot of good performances. Now the quarterback played amazing. I mean, if if the Bengals would have won, Burrow would have won it, even though he didn't like play amazing. He he didn't. He sure didn't. Um, Jamar Chase didn't do enough. I didn't feel like to win Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. Cup did get the final drive, and that's the great part about the Super Bowl was that. It really came down to the best players making the best plays to win the game, which were Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. I would have been happy with either of them getting it. Um, I thought Donald, like, the final pressure that he had, did he end up getting that sack? He did. Okay. Like, that. that is ultimate, like, I'm the best man out here. Like, I am going to will my way to end this game right now. And I thought that was... Great. And I like Aaron Donald. I like when he did the thing where he lifted his hand up and he pointed at his ring finger and he said, right there. For ring That's reasons. where I want it. Right. right there. Right. And nothing to, not to take away from Aaron Donald, because I do think that he ultimately deserved Super Bowl MVP more than anyone. Um, but it came out a couple days later that in the second half, Joe Burrow was playing on a sprained MCL. Wow. I didn't know that. He got, it did make sense. Wait, was that was that nasty thing in the first half? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was a. I think it was either sprained or like nasty. partially torn ACL, which is you. you doesn't sound fun to play on. No, tell you that. doesn't sound possible to play on. So nope. Props to uh, Joe. Props. Props to Joe. Props to Joe. But Joey Shiesty. Joe Shiesty. But Aaron Donald made his presence known every second he was out there. He sure do. I, he was double teamed. He was triple teamed. He was actually held off the stat sheet in the first uh, half. No tackles. No sacks. But you can't keep Aaron Donald down. No, it's going to come. It's going to come. And even when he was not um, actively like on the stat sheet, not, even when he was not making tackles, um, making sacks, he was occupying the offensive line and letting other people get in there. Um, he was integral to the Rams actually setting a Super Bowl record for sacks. Wow. And, right. Well, thanks to the Bengals' offensive line. but Thanks in part to the Bengals' offensive yeah. line. But... Um, Joe is a really good, really smart quarterback, and to rush him, to force him to get out of the pocket, to force him to make fe- like quick decisions, yeah. that's part of the reason why he didn't play as well as he usually does, and that's part of the reason why Jamar Chase couldn't get going either, because you yeah. can't have a deep threat if your quarterback has to throw short. Pretty necessary to have a good, good quarterback. Uh, not necessarily a good quarterback, but a quarterback who can like throw the ball right, like and can stand up. Right. That'd be really helpful. Right, for football um, reasons. Listen, I... Um, we're past the time, but I heard this. 
on something this week, everyone keeps saying they'll be back. The Bengals will be back. Oh my gosh, they're so good. Like, go, you got all these draft picks this year. Go draft an O line, and they'll be back easily. Mm-hmm. Cautionary tale Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl in, I guess, near his second, third year. Um, great team. Well, great quarterback. Some good weapons. Missing a little bit. Didn't win it. Never went back. Never again. Hall of Famer. Gold jacket. But will Burrow be back? I think, ooh, will Burrow be back? Yes. Okay. Not next year. Okay. Because the Bengals, I mean, they were a great team. Mm. Obviously, they played in the Super Bowl, which is something that only two out of 32 teams do. Yeah. And I think we have to recognize, like... We talk about, like, oh, this person needs to win a title or, oh, this person's yeah. legacy. Like, winning a title is hard. Tough. Very few people ever do it. Yeah. But they're, I mean, the Bengals are right there, and they fought to the very end. But their team also has some very real weaknesses that can be exploited. Yeah. Um, the offensive line, a decent pass rush, throws off their whole, like, offensive rhythm. Yeah. Um, their secondary is not great. All due respect to Eli Apple, which doesn't seem to be very much. Applesauce? Apples, yes, exactly. Apple Fun sauce. fact for any of those who don't know, Eli Apple's mom drove him to practice when yeah. he played on the New York Giants, right? a professional football team. The New York Giants, which, by the way, decided that they didn't want Eli, Eli Apple, Apple on the team. Yeah. And they are the New York Giants. Which um, may, you're like, oh, because they're so good. Mm. Turns out it's mm. actually the opposite reason. Turns out it's actually the opposite. Um, so, I mean, as good... No team is perfect. Sure. Rams aren't perfect. No. Um, in fact, I bet the Rams probably won't get back to the Super Bowl in quite a while. Uh, probably not. But I think I think the Bengals have too many very important weaknesses mm. um, to be looked at and favored to get back next year. I think that yeah. there are some other teams that probably have something to say about that. So I wouldn't project them to be back. All right, next up, MVP race. We are talking about, we're shifting gears from football to basketball. Ooh, baby. It is NBA time. Who you got? This has been such a good year for basketball. Sure has. League is wide open. I don't know who's going to win what. No, it makes it kind of hard to watch, too. I'm so scared of what's going to happen. Yeah, there's no way to tell. There's no juggernaut this year. I think the, like, duos are back, you know? Yeah. Instead of the um, super teams. Super teams. Super teams are out. Super teams are Super teams don't work. Uh-oh. You heard it here first. That's oh, my cold take. Super teams don't work. Super teams don't work, and I stand by that. Um, but the MVP race this year, man, the amount of players who've been on and off this list is crazy. But right now I have it narrowed down to Jokic, DeRozan, Embiid, and Giannis. Wow. Golly, and it is hard to pick one of those guys. Yeah. Joel Embiid is playing out of his mind yeah. right now. Well, he has to. He has to. He's been having to. Now. now he has some help. Now he has some help. But does he? He does. And we, he well, might. And we'll get to that. He might. Um, but he's averaging more points than minutes kind of by a lot. That's crazy. That's it's crazy. He has a player efficiency rating of like 31.6. And the average player efficiency rating is always exactly 15. Wow. So he's almost twice as efficient as a regular player. DeMar DeRozan. Um, he's been surprising people with the Bulls. A lot of people thought it was a bad offseason signing, by which I mean me. But he um, <laughs> he actually just broke a record that only Wilt Chamberlain ever held, 
for most 35-point games in a row over 50%. DeMar DeRozan has been playing out of his mind. How many games? Seven. Seven straight games of 35 points or more on 50% shooting or higher. What is wrong with him? I just, I don't know. DeMar's crazy. And the Bulls are very, very good. They are. Nikola Jokic, ho-hum, 32.6 player efficiency rating, which is even higher than Embiid. 26 points, 13.8 rebounds, 7.9 assists for a Nuggets team that's doing a lot better than they should be considering their second and third best players yeah. are just gone. Just gone. Just not even there anymore. Yeah, just on my fantasy team not playing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Jokic won MVP last year. A lot of people said he might have been the worst MVP in history. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. Jokic is showing us right now this season that, like, even though he's not exceeding expectations and being flashy, like – yeah. He's he's averaging crazy numbers. Um and Giannis. What can I mean another guy who won I think two straight MVPs like a couple of years ago. He didn't uh-huh. win last year, but um he won the title, fifty piece, and ever since then we've just kind of been seeing like, oh, Giannis had another forty three points on like thirteen for fifteen shooting. Yeah, like do something cool, quit. It's yeah, boring. we've gotten used to the fact that Giannis is just playing incredible basketball, like legendary basketball. Yeah. And I think we have to talk about the fact that he's averaging 30 points, 29.4, um, 11 boards, 6 assists. Um, he's shooting the 3 almost reasonably. Mm. I saw him take someone off the dribble the other night. And I'm talking Ooh. about like hezy tween, sidestep, like baseline jumper. And it went in the basket. And it went in. Interesting. Horrifying to see. Yeah. Most frightening thing I've seen in yeah. years from a basketball perspective. So we got four, like, incredible candidates. Yeah. I heard the bell, so I have to pick one. And I was hoping that in talking I'd convince myself. Didn't. Uh-oh. These are all really, really great options. I think I'd have to side with uh, – I think I'd have to give it to Giannis again. Yeah. His team is too good, and he's too good for them. Yeah. Jokic and Embiid, I think, are having better individual seasons, but Mm. they don't have the team success. And Giannis is contributing to winning. Giannis is making winning happen. He is making winning happen. He's forcing wins. And still, what's so scary about Giannis is there's still upside. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's, what, 26? Yeah. And he's still... He might be lower than 26. Is he 26? Is he? He's either 25 or 26. I'm going to be so scared if he's 26. Um, But he's just so tall and athletic. And is the more that he just starts to play like a shorter guy and still being a bigger guy, it's just going to be scarier. Um, I really have not been watching a lot of NBA basketball, um, but from what I've seen, DeRozan is really going off. But it's I think it's going to be Giannis because of what you said, just the success of his team. If DeRozan, though, could, I mean, that would be a wild card Imagine putting a bet on him at the beginning of the season. If oh, you're into man, that. the money. Yeah. Oh, the money. Couldn't have been good odds. All right. <clears throat> oh, baby, has it been juicy. Do you have something else to say? Yeah. Uh, Giannis just turned 27. You wow. Know who is 26? Nikola Jokic. What? 26 years old for two more days. So when we're talking about, like, guys who still have some upside... They still have like as it turns out, Jokic could six, get better. Six, seven years of prime. Twenty-six points, 
14 rebounds, 8 assists, and he could get better. Man, that is terrifying. Yes, it is. All right, moving on. Golly, what a week it was last week. My I goodness. really thought it was just hype, but you know when you get you see that tweet and you're like, <clears throat> okay, that's not going to be. That trade's not going to happen. Like that trade, okay, it sounds great. And then you see like Brian Windhorst tweet about it. And about you the see, deal zone. You see Woj tweet about it, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is going to happen. And then it does. Trade deadline. Who is your biggest winner? Who is your biggest loser? Remember that show? You ever watch Biggest Loser? Biggest Loser? I yeah. did watch that show. Yeah, my family yeah. did. Um, My biggest winner actually is Brian Windhorst. Hey. Because, first of all, he coined the term deal zone. Oh, and that league will never be the same. Never will be. Uh, he was talking. Can you, could you explain Dilzam for the? Yes, fans? I would love okay. to. Um, Brian Windhorst was talking about potential conversations that were going on between the Philadelphia 76ers and Brooklyn Nets okay. surrounding a trade. Oh, warning! We're about to talk about Ben Simmons. We are about to talk to Ben about Ben Simmons. The Ben Simmons saga seems to have come to an end in Philly, by which I mean, yep. absolutely has. Um. Windhorse was talking about trade talks surrounding Ben Simmons and James Harden of the Philadelphia 76ers and Brooklyn Nets, respectively, at the time. And he said the two teams have entered the deal zone. At this point, Woj chimed in and on Twitter said, from what I can tell, the teams have had no meaningful conversations. And so we had two NBA reporting heavyweights on opposite sides of the aisle. Both ESPN, right? Both ESPN. Windhorse versus Woj was the real story of the deadline. Wow. As it turns out, Windhorse was right, and the two teams were in the deal zone. In the deal zone. Woj was wrong. That's big. Woj is fallible. He's errant. He was incorrect about a deal transaction. And so Windhorse got ahead of it. And as it turns out, trade happened. James Harden to the Sixers and Ben Simmons, a package around Ben Simmons to the Nets. So Brian Windhorst dethrones Woj as the NBA's most knowledgeable dude. Wow. Crazy to see. I remember they used to just literally, like Brian Windhorst is just signed to LeBron. Like he was actually like, when he would LeBron. come on and be like LeBron analyst or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Or be like he's, Miami Heat reporter, but it's like he's just there for LeBron. LeBron. There. Yeah. yeah. That was a crazy time. Um, okay, who's your biggest loser? Whew. Biggest loser of the deadline. This is tough. I feel like I feel like a lot of – since the um, the play-in tournament became a thing, mm-hmm. a lot less teams are trying to lose – and so a lot more of these, which is really, really good. Yeah, thank you. Um, a lot more of these teams are making, like, win-win trades yeah. instead of, like, give me your players and I'll give you picks trades. Yeah. Um, but my loser of the deadline actually isn't a team. It's actually a player. Oh. And it's actually not a player. It's actually two players. Oh, okay. Those two players are P.J. Dozier and Bull Bull. Okay. Who got traded from the Nuggets to the Celtics and to, from the Celtics to the Magic. In, like, a day. They got passed around as means to transfer cash considerations to multiple teams. And ended up in Orlando, Florida. They ended up in Orlando, which is not where you want to be as an NBA player. Not quite. Not really. So that's who I got as my loser. Man, yeah. I am, I'm really up in the air about 
Nets and Sixers, I thought it made a lot of sense for both teams. Um, apparently, the Nets had some, like, Harden, Nash, and KD had some disagreements about the offense. Uh, Kyrie Irving is their halftime um, part-time worker for the Nets. You might have heard of him. Um, and obviously, Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons. But I, I, it's tough. The Sixers gave up Seth. They gave up Seth Curry. Uh, good that they didn't give up um, Matisse Thibel, but they sure did give up a lot in Seth Curry. Um, so hopefully Arden can uh, make that work. Not sure if their playing styles really work together. We'll find out soon. Can't wait for, I think, March 11th. when 10th. 10th when the Nets and Sixers play. Is that Philly? Yes, it is, it is in Philly. That's going to be great. I can't wait to watch that. Oh, Ben, Ben. All right, moving on. Dante, title favorites. Oh, my gosh. This is really tough. Um, like we were talking about earlier, the league is so wide open. So many teams are really good, especially in the East. Any of the yeah. top, like, f- four, three teams, and also the Brooklyn Nets, who have... Mm-hmm inexplicably kind of dropped um any of them could be title favorites any of them could be considered man that's tough um my title favorite i'd have to stick with the bucks honestly because i really Hmm. i think their formula works yeah um they have defenders everywhere there's no position of weakness defensively they have shooters around Giannis. they have shot creators in um Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. They have playmakers, Drew Holiday specifically. And they won the title last year. And a lot of other teams have been making moves to try to catch up. But until someone proves that, you know, the Bucks are nothing to be, like, worried about, they're they're at the top of my list. Yeah. I, um, I think I, I think if the Suns can make it, I mean, they're 48 and 10 right now. They are playing um, really well. On a seven game streak. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of like strong teams in the East, but the West is the West. Um, and they're, they're playing pretty, pretty darn good. Over there, I'm going to say Suns or Heat. I really think the Heat. Miami, really? I feel like the, I mean, the Heat just made some good veteran additions and I, I just trust them. I trust. I trust. I trust Kyle Lowry. I, I mean, would love to see Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul matchup. Oh, that would be nice. That would be great for basketball. That basketball would be so so wild. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there are so many like right answers to this question. Sure, it's really hard to pick one because it's February. Because it's February. Um, we can even narrow it down and only talk about the best team in the East. Yeah. Without even getting into title favorites because the East has been stacked this year. Mm. Um, the West hasn't really been up to par, especially with the Lakers being the way the Lakers kinda are. Kind of top heavy. Kind of top heavy. But the East has been deep. There's like, what, five teams that have an argument for the best team in the in the conference? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Exciting basketball. Um after the trade deadline, I think the team with the highest ceiling is probably the Nets. 
I think Ben Simmons fits them perfectly. Mm. Um, he wants to be a point guard on offense, which is great because Kyrie Irving wants to be a shooting guard. Yeah, um, and he also doesn't want to play half the time. He also doesn't want to play half the time. So Ben Simmons can distribute and not have to worry about shooting and scoring if he doesn't want to. Um, Kyrie Irving can just worry about shooting and scoring and not worrying mm-hmm. about distributing. And staying home. And staying home. Um, on defense, Ben Simmons can kind of help out Kevin Durant and take on a more like the more physical matchup. So Durant can kind of focus on scoring. Mm. That seem that's that's a really good team. Yeah. And it's funny because it, it feels like they have a lot of ground to make up. They're sitting eighth in the East right now, but mm-hmm. they are only um, seven games back of the number one team, the Bulls. Um, and the, they're like, of the team in fourth, which is the Cavs, they're only four games back. Um, man, talk about the Cavs. That's just crazy. Um, pretty quick resurgence, I feel like, post-LeBron. <clears throat> a lot of great draft picks. I best team in the East. I think I'll go with Heat. Um, I mean, obviously the Bucks. The Bucks have got the experience, but the Heat just have that, like grit. Just the Jimmy Butler. Like I just think they'll get it. They'll get it done. Can't argue with that. When it comes down to it, they're not the flashiest team in the East. I think the Bulls are probably the most fun to watch, but I think the Heat can grind it out and get it done. Yeah. <laughs> We mentioned um, the Lakers. Lakers haven't been very good this year. So mm. let me ask you, what do you think is the problem with the Lakers? Problem with the Lakers, I think it's what we all said. Why the H would you trade for Russell Westbrook? Um, You know, good for them. I'm good for Russell. But obviously that's not working out. I have no idea what's happening with Anthony Davis. He got hurt again last night. Oh. That's tough. Yeah. Um, and LeBron is just literally getting older by the day, unlike the rest of us. So, <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm, I mean, maybe they can make the play in still. They're right there on the edge. Um, where did they say they were at? They're at nine right now. Whoa. They're fallen. At nine, yes. Just one ahead of the Blazers, which is surprising as well. Wow, yeah, it is. Um, good for Dame staying loyal, but he should have dipped a long time ago. Um, Blazers never going to be good. Dang. Take my word. Show Blazers, never going to be good. Wow. Um, By never going to be good, I mean they're never going to go deep in the playoffs. And you might be right about that. I also think you were right about the problem with the Lakers. Um Whoever put this roster together, whoever is responsible for putting this mm, roster LeBron together, LeBron James. Uh, well, <laughs> you may you may point fingers. I also will point fingers um, at LeBron James. Okay. Um, what I the trade for Buddy Heald made so much sense. Mm-hmm. It made so much sense. He's an off-ball shooter who creates space, has yeah. gravity. Yep. And. You know, will like open up the lane for LeBron and AD. That's exactly what they need. Yeah, they would they would lose their minds for a Buddy Hield right now. Yeah, but instead they traded for the more famous player as opposed to the player who would help them more. Yeah, and they traded for Russell Westbrook. Yep, and Russ is having a down year. I think a lot of why Russ is having a down year is because he's playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. who both need the paint. Yeah. 
it, and they all play about the same basketball. They all play inside. So, Drive and kick, or you know, be inside and Russ kick. Russ really is a good shooter, though. Right, except that, except for the when he shoots. Except for when he shoots, yeah. Right. But I'm just saying, like he, I more mean good in like the theoretical sense, mm-hmm. and like he he likes it. Oh, you mean good he as likes in how like, it feels to shoot? Like shooting is good to for, him. To him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like therapy. And, right. Um, from a points perspective. That's not the move for Russ. Oh, okay. I sense. don't know why you would trade for a famously inefficient, ball-dominant, triple-double, paint-bound point guard mm. when you have LeBron James and Anthony <sighs> Davis. Nothing hurts worse than being called a paint-bound point guard. It had to be said. That's I love Russ, but it had to be said. This isn't the situation for him or the Lakers. They can't win like this. No. And, I mean, it's not his fault. I mean, they're not. <laughs> and, in the end, yeah, as we can yeah. see. Um, final topic. We had some records broken this year in the NBA. Sure enough. Um, which do you think is most impressive? Steph becoming the all-time three-point record holder? Mm-hmm. LeBron becoming the all-time points leader? Or DeRozan passing Wilt Chamberlain for most consecutive games of 35 points on 50% or higher shooting? I think the DeRozan one is cool, uh, but it's also one of those that just, like, happens. Um, I feel like you don't, like... It doesn't initially talk about him in his career and, like, how great a basketball player he is. It's just, like, what a streak. Yeah, it is a, he, it's a right-now thing. Yeah, it's kind of a right-now thing. Steph, um, I think it's a great record. That I mean, obviously, it's it's massive. He is, he is the embodiment of the changing of the guard of basketball. It is him. Well, I mean, it's also seven seconds or less sons, but he is he is the guy who was like is just gonna put up a lot of threes and make a lot of them. He's an amazing shooter, but his amount of threes compared to Ray Allen's like were very different. Um, but he's still shooting high caliber. So I I, I struggled with that one. Um, what was the other one? Because it's the one that I like. Oh, LeBron. Um, I just feel like that is the. Like, that is the most, like, official, like, okay, GOAT status. GOAT status. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Yeah, Mount Rushmore NBA player. Like, you just did that. Here you are. And we already knew it, but I think it's somewhere between Steph and LeBron. I hear you. And I I agree. Um, What DeRozan is doing is unbelievable. Literally unprecedented in the sense that no one has ever done it before. Before him. Um. Steph changed the game, and, like, the official recognition is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but LeBron is the all—he t- has the most points. This he is basketball. Yeah. The game is measured in points, and LeBron has the most of them. Yeah. I mean, the reason why he has the most points—he's not the most potent scorer in NBA history. Mm-hmm. But he has been in his prime for 19 years. Yeah. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it. And he's still doing it. And he's still doing it. I mean, we we have to... Whoever your goat is, you know, lots of the debates happen, but, like, we got to give this man his flowers. Most points all time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's insane. Yeah. And I think easily the most impressive of these three records. Yeah. I will say... Michael Jordan is still the greatest basketball player of all time. Happy birthday, Mike. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to the GOAT. Um, but LeBron James 
19 years of peak basketball. I just, there's, I mean. It's a lot. I, there's not much to say about that. Incredible. No. Incredible basketball. Incredible player. Wow. Wow. Right on time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this was a lot of fun. This was a very efficient way to do our podcast. Yes, it was. So we didn't rabbit hole all the whole time. Maybe we'll do more of this without stealing part of the interruptions idea. This has been Cold Take the Interruption, Pardon the Cold Takes, whichever you fancy. I like the I like part I like Cold Takes the Interruption and then as like a like a subtitle, Pardon the Cold like Cold Take the Interruption colon. Part in the cold takes. <laughs> Wait. I feel like that's. I like that. I feel like we just came up with episode title. We normally do this after the show, but that's it feels true. like we just came up with it. Any, any parting words? Um, the last home game of the season is tonight. Hey, senior night. Yep. Um, no way pl- you'll hear this in time. No way you'll hear this in time. We're playing <laughs> Trinity. Um, welcome back to TFC Basketball oh. Legends, Mike and T. Yeah, much we we miss those guys. Um, we do hope to hand you an L going home. Shower for sure. Um, but best of luck to the guys and the girls as they yeah you know take the court tonight. I have a good feeling about it. Yeah, you should. I hope that doesn't. I don't regret saying that. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've already yeah. got. I have no idea how good Trinity is. Me neither. I, I don't know anything about anything. Well, that's why we do this. And that's why we do We just to learn. To learn. Really. All right. Thank you guys all. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.